Alrighty, what is going on, everybody? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barca Bloodgrounders podcast. You're going to have to excuse a little bit of sniffles and sneezes. I was at the beach this week with my family and somehow got a cold because that's what happens when you stay inside for COVID for an entire year. You uh, go outside and you get a cold. Um, so while I was away, Barcelona blew a chance to take the reins of La Liga. Uh, they recovered with a nice win against Valencia, of course. Um, I'm glad they had the quick turnaround against Valencia. Uh, their title hopes are obviously still alive heading into the Atletico Madrid match. Uh, the most obvious kind of glaring thing is like Griezmann. Uh, Griezmann's playing great. Uh, Messi scored two goals and was messy again. Uh, but the um, the lack of a number nine, it's just a classic striker, is still just pretty uh, pretty obvious. Um, even with Griezmann having a good season, I think he's at like 19 goals, 12 assists or something like that. Uh, the, you know, Sergio Aguero, <laughs> LOL, uh, and Erling Holland more specifically, like they need someone like that if they're going to compete at the highest level. I would say Aguero doesn't even fit in that category just because of health problems. But like the lack of a number nine still is very obvious and glaring. Uh, they could have made this the Valencia match not nearly as close if they had done that or if they had had a solid number nine, I felt like. Uh, I'm trying to think other than that. Like, there's not really a ton to go over this week. I mean, it all it all rests on the Atletico Madrid match. So right now, the La Liga table currently sits Atletico Madrid on 76 points, Barcelona and Real Madrid on 74, and Sevilla at 70. Uh, Sevilla could have been at 73, but they lost. Um, Barcelona cannot afford to lose this match. They cannot afford to give Atletico a five-point cushion with three to play. Uh, let me make sure that is three to play. Yeah, so after Atletico Madrid, Barcelona have Levante, Celta Vigo, and Ibar. Uh, the good news is there is a decent amount of rest. Like the, They play Levante three, three days after the Atletico match, so there's not much rest there. But after that, they have a week in between uh, Celta Vigo and Ibar. They can't let that get to five points. A draw, I still think they have a chance. Um, that would put Atletico and, let's say, Real will win at 77 points each and Barcelona at 75 that's still realistic to me. Um, a two-point cushion is still possible. Barcelona could run the table. Atletico and Real both have looked not great, especially Real in the Champions League, uh, even though their La Liga form has been solid. Um, so a draw wouldn't be the worst. Like it wouldn't put it wouldn't be a nail in the coffin per se, but a win is obviously needed. If they win. They could go top of the table if Real win as well. They would share top of the table. I think Real would be ahead. Uh, no, Barcelona have a better goal differential, but I think it's head-to-head. I can't remember if tiebreakers head-to-head. If it's head-to-head, Real would be ahead of them, which I, I actually i am pretty sure it is head-to-head. Uh, so must-win match, I, I would say. I think it's probably fair to say that. Uh, the last time these two teams played in November... Uh, Barcelona lost one nil. Uh, the the obvious glaring kind of thing from that match was Luis Suarez didn't play. Barcelona were in some of their worst form of the year, uh, or of, of the season perhaps, or I should say. Uh, and now flip flop those scenarios, Atletico are in pretty poor 
form. Barcelona are in pretty good form. Uh, they are without Braithwaite, Casino, and Fati, of course. We'll get to Fati a little bit later. Atletico pretty much have everybody healthy and ready to go. Um, this is, I don't know, this is great. Like, <laughs> you know, you wish, you obviously want Barcelona to win La Liga, and maybe maybe you're the type of fan that wishes it wasn't this close. This, But for me, this is, this is great. Uh, a must-win match against the league leaders on your home pitch is just going to be, uh, it's going to be unbelievable must watch football. And that's all you can ask for. Um, I guess we have to talk about it. So there is a little bit of Neymar news. Um, goodness, my freaking, I just sound like a nasally, nasally mess right now. Uh, there is some Neymar news, right? So according to a report, PSG have reportedly sent a message to Barcelona warning them to leave Neymar alone. Um, the I We don't actually know how true this is. Obviously, PSG go out midweek against Manchester City looking pretty poor, um, scoring one goal. In the two matches against Manchester City, I think they lost or they, they let uh, they let four go unanswered um, after scoring the first goal in the first leg. But it wasn't even close. Uh, they just didn't look good. And whether or not that affects how Neymar views his situation at PSG, I don't know. Um, all I know is his contract doesn't end until next year and Barcelona are not paying a bunch of money to have a move like that happen. Um, there's just, there, there's no, there's no scenario where they fork out the money this summer. So it would have to be a next summer thing on a free transfer. And if they were to spend money, I think we've talked about this recently. If they were to spend money on a player this summer, it should be Erling Holland, not Neymar. <laughs> uh, that's kind of all I got um, for the Neymar stuff. Like I don't, there's not too much to talk about. Like this stuff comes out every summer. He's not coming back this summer for a, a boatload of money. Barcelona don't have a boatload of money. That's kind of it. Uh, this is a really short podcast again. So the last bit of news I got on Sufati is heading to Portugal to have his knee checked out once again. Uh, the poor guy just can't seem to catch a break. He's obviously going to miss the Olympics and the Euros. He's out for the rest of the season. I mean, it's May. Like, this is just not great. I mean, you would hope in the next four months he could be back before the start of next year. Um, maybe you hold him out a little bit into next season, but, like, this is... it. I'm not going to say this is now concerning because it's been concerning, but this is, like, another... This is another level up. Um, this is just not what you want to see from a young, talented player like this. Like, it's unfortunate... Same thing that we talk about every time we talk about Ansufati's injuries. Like, let's hope he gets back. Let's hope he stays healthy. You will be. You may need to be as patient as possible, which I think they're doing. It's just unfortunate. Like, not seeing him at the Euros this summer is going to suck. Uh, not seeing him with Barcelona in general just sucks. And so, let's hope he's back, strong and ready to go for next year. Um, that's all I got. Kind of a slow week. Barcelona could have taken the Liga. Like, they could have been in control of the Liga if they had won. 
They lost, then they won against Valencia. So now they find themselves kind of where we expected them to. Like a, a month ago, we expected them this Atletico match to be a must-win match. And I think we're there. Uh, if it's a draw, they still have a chance. But if they really, you know, there's going to be... Uh, it's going to be much more risky if they don't get a win. So I'm calling it a must-win match. It's what everyone else in the press is calling a must-win match. So we'll just go for it. Let's hope that uh, let's hope that things go well for Barca. Um, everyone enjoy the match. We haven't had a, uh, I guess the PSG, the first leg of the PSG match was the last like match of this caliber. Uh, but this is probably their biggest match of the year. And it's uh, it's going to be a fun one. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the match. I will talk to you next week.